Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Meteor Station Virtual Reality Podcast. It's November of 2022. October was super fun. I love Scary Month. Lots of good stuff in there, including, you know, Phasmophobia and other VR things. And now it's the Thanksgiving season, so I guess we have to be grateful for things now. Darn. I'm grateful to be here on the Meteor with you. How are you doing today, Gruen? I'm doing well. My hands are malfunctioning for some reason. My Always fake good. hands. Not my real hands. Well... That's so, less concerning, I guess. You know, that means in the VR world that we're in, for those that are just listening, because sometimes we talk like everybody can see us and some people can't. But they could always go to YouTube and check us out and see what we really look like when we do this. True. Or you just use your imagination. Mm, what would you look like if you were imaginary? Probably just a giant donut, so it's pretty close to this. Yeah. What were some highlights of October for you? What went on in the world of Gruen? Yeah, in October, so we went to Arizona and took a trip there to see some old friends, part of a high school reunion thing, and seeing family, and that was was great. How about you? I did some super fun projects in October. I made a farting pumpkin that farts pumpkin spice when you get too close to it, or like a proximity-activated yeah. farting pumpkin. It was pretty good. And another one that I was pretty excited about, it didn't latch on as well as I was hoping, but basically I used my wife's Fitbit to make scary movies scarier by uh, tracking her heart rate. So it would get updates from her Fitbit, and if she was getting scared and the heart rate was higher, scary stuff would happen in the room. And so I thought that was pretty fun. She is way too relaxed to be actually scared during scary movies, though, so I ended up putting her in Phasmophobia, which that works a lot better. She did not make it very far in Phasmophobia. I don't think she even went in the house, but I got in and oh, played wow. and some spooky stuff happened in the room with it, which was fantastic. So I got the finale I was looking for. So that was fun. That was my update. Yeah. Well, I saw something out there that we talked about last time that one thing that would be fun is to have an experience where you go through a haunted house and I'm thinking just like if you could have a, a nice steady drone or something to go through the house and record. But I did see somebody that had recorded and put out there them walking through a haunted house. And it did not go very well because the, the camera was behind them. So they would walk into a room and you'd hear the screams. But by the time the camera got there, nothing was happening except they were having pretty much a conversation with a zombie or something. So <laughs> you get to see their anyway. back and know that scary yeah. things were in the vicinity. Right. It's the I'm too right. scared to look simulator. It's perfect for yeah. someone out there. Yeah. So maybe maybe by next year we could get a, a drone together and and get somebody to let us film their haunted house. Can you imagine being the people in the haunted house trying to scare a drone? I'm gonna get you. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> yeah. And in reality, they could probably get gotten by the, the blades of the drone, right? So True. It could be not you, ideal. Yeah. Could turn into yeah, ooh, an actual horror show. Right. You'd have a pretty good meeting beforehand. But, you know, because they use it in TV and movies. They use the drones. And they just have to know, don't touch the drone. Too true. 
Well, let's get into November. It looks like there was a bunch of stuff in the news. Do you want to kick it off or shall I? Well, there are some big things, and that's, I think, going to probably be the big topic of conversation for us, um, the two the two big headsets. But which one do you want to talk about? Well, you can kick us off with the headset. I was thinking of a different big story, so you can take that oh, one. Oh, okay. Well, the PlayStation VR came out, and so did the Quest Pro. And it says it's orderable. And I've seen some people that have said, yeah, I've got it, or I tested it, or whatever. And it it just hasn't been, for the, the Quest Pro, it hasn't been overwhelming, except for the price. The, the price is $1,499, $1,500. And, yeah. you know, we speculated it was going to be like a seven $800 mask that I would have probably gone for. But for 1500 it would really have to be something special to to do that. And... From what I'm reading, people are not terribly excited. They're saying that, yeah, it's really comfortable, but that's uh, not worth $1,500. They've got like a, they show, they have these purple pillow kind of a, it looks like the the bubbles that you pop. And uh, so it's like a purple bubble pillow inside the mask that makes it super comfortable but <laughs> amazing for fifteen hundred dollars i'm gonna need like a face massage level of comfort you know <laughs> right oh they could build that in yeah but they've got the the other things like where you can see your room so you can see the room or you can see what you're doing in vr so you can cross through i forget what they call that but the but that pass through is is still pretty rough they do have some color to your room, but people were like, can you read a text on your phone? And they were like, no. So unless you, yeah, there might be adjustments or something, but but pretty much you can't, if, if you write yourself a note and you want to read it while you've got these on, you, you have to really write it big, I guess. Gotcha. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But it's supposed to be super clear, a lot, of, a lot of clarity in the goggles for when you're doing actual VR. So uh, maybe it's maybe it's good for people that are doing, I don't know, business class applications or something, maybe uh, government or something, but not for the average user. Right, yeah, my understanding as well has been that it's been pretty disappointing to people, which I'm sure is tied to the price point. If it were coming out for a dollar, people would be raving about it. This is incredible. It's only a dollar, but you know, at 1500 yeah. bucks, you really need to be impressing people. So unfortunate, yeah. but is what it is. Yeah. Yep. But then PlayStation VR 2 launching in February for 550. That's it. Yeah. And people were complaining about that price. Is that expensive? I mean, if, I, I guess it's more than they've charged in the past, but it doesn't seem expensive if, if it's good. Yeah. I don't really see it as being that expensive either honestly but well especially when you're comparing it to the $1,500 headset yeah (laughs) that's true thanks meta for making the playstation vr2 look good for us sony thanks you (laughs) so what was your big story you saw well i'm gonna save the big story for the end and i'm gonna tangent us into a smaller story because i think it sounds pretty interesting actually but i've been seeing more usage of the AR features of the Quest 2 and stuff, or the Quest Pro. I think this one was actually specifically for for Quest Pro, but I guess I don't know that answer. But anyway, so there's a game called Cubism, which is a puzzle game, and the people behind it are working on a title that's built around the AR functions the quest and so i think that kind of thing's pretty sweet what do you think well i i don't 
quite get it. So what's explain it uh, for uh, dummies? That's me. So, so you know how <laughs> when you jump into the quest, you can go make your outline of the room and stuff, and you can draw with little bubbles on the floor to right. mark your area, and you can actually see yeah. your room. Well, that's kind of yeah. AR, right? So that sort of technology you can also repurpose into making it an actual game you can use those same functions so you can be doing things in your actual room and see your room and the quest pro and all that can track where the floor is and things like that and be used for era features so i don't know what their game is but since they were making puzzle games before i'm assuming they're going to make a puzzle game that utilizes your room which sounds pretty sweet okay yeah yeah, as long as you can see everything, and it, and and, it, and I'm sure you can, but that would be awful to trip over the ottoman while you're solving <laughs> right. the puzzle. Yeah, I'm certain that you'll be able to see your ottoman, or maybe that'll be part of the puzzle. It's just like, it's a black screen. Try to escape your own room. Hopefully you have it memorized. <laughs> it's the yeah. blindfold simulator. Actually, we right, should right. just make oh. that. Just the black screen, just call it the blindfold simulator and, you know, charge five bucks. Genius. It'd be pretty funny. Genius. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, to me, that just signifies something that's coming, which is the, you know, this is all the, the beginnings and we can look back in five years and it's going to be, you know, what's the big deal? You put on your goggles and you walk around your house because they're not giant goggles. They're comfortable. You can see or you can be in VR easily. And you can walk around your whole house and see everything just like it is. And, you know, the, but this is step one, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. And I am pretty hyped about the AR technology. It's starting to get really good, and a lot of people are working on it. And one of the things I really like about it is your room isn't going to be consistent. Like when you're building a VR game, VR application, whatever, you're building a world. But... In this, it's like your room setup is going to be different. So if it's identifying the floor or couches or walls or whatever, it's always going to be different. So you have to generate based on different setups, which I think is another hurdle, but pretty cool. Because then when zombies are flooding into your room, you're going to have to figure out where your doors are and windows and all that. And it'll change the gameplay based on your setup, which is super cool. Yeah. Well, and that's just it. So the, the first two things that come to mind is like a, a first-person shooter game where you've got zombies and they can come out from behind your lazy boy or your sofa or, you know, whatever. They're just coming out from the closets. And uh, so it that would be one thing. But then also the Halloween scare that we talked about, you could have your own haunted house. You could put on the goggles and walk through your house and, and it could be set to scare you behind every door and couch. Yeah. Don't touch the drone. It'll be scary. Right. Don't touch the drone. That's a good name for a band. <laughs> Don't touch the drone. That is pretty good, actually. I like it. Well, so speaking of games in VR, I have a note for the release of the Half-Life 1 VR mod for October 20th. And it's past October 20th, which means it's out. And so I need to be getting on that and trying it out because obviously Half-Life Alex was amazing. And this Half-Life 1 mod is supposed to be really good. So I am pretty hyped to get to jump in there and try it out. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm waiting for Half-Life Karen, where you get to go places oh, and yell at people. That, honestly, you just made a whole new franchise. That sounds incredible. <laughs> that would be I so funny. Yeah, but by next year, everyone's going to go, 
Why are we still talking about Karen? Yeah, Karen was so 2020. <laughs> and, and and 21, I'm afraid, yeah. Yeah, no, Karen Karen is forever because there are plenty of Karens still, so it's still funny. Yeah. It's timely. Well, there, well and there would always be a half-life Karen, right? Because half-lives go on forever. Mm. Yeah, what is the half-life of a Karen? Um, It's still scary. Mm, probably true. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. So you'll have to tell us after you play that game, and maybe you can let me try it out. I'll come over. Sounds solid. Well, do you have any other news stories before I jump into the big talking point? No, I, you know, the it, I always say this, but there's so many typical stories just... Uh, you know, tennis, the tennis players have somehow just recently discovered VR and the, the pros are, are, are going to be even better than they are today because of VR training. I mean, it does have so many advantages because you can simulate so many different things without worrying about the weather or who you're playing against or you know, just uh, no distractions. You're in the headset, then you're in the headset. You're not going to be distracted by anything else. So, oh. You know, if you're focused on tennis or bowling or whatever it is. Yeah, and you can very easily make it so it's like if you stink at this kind of return or something, you can just be served that same exact shot 300 times until you're good at it or whatever right. it is you need to work on. You can still be in your pajamas. You don't have to make it out to the court. Makes sense to me. Yeah, and I, I mean, obviously they have to get out and play on an actual court every now and then. I, I doubt they get the same physical exercise oh, yeah. by doing it right what would you even do for haptics to simulate hitting a ball you know i guess just like if you mm. moved something outward quick enough it might feel like the recoil of a tennis ball mm. interesting yeah but. it's it's there's there should be a vibration to the wrists every time you hit i think is all i think that's really yeah i'm sure that's gonna be in there at least but it'd be nice to have it be more realistic feeling but you know yeah. you get what you can get maybe an occasional tennis ball to the ribs would help yeah 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 you can always have your trainer throw a real ball at you while you're trying to play <laughs> no yeah i was just thinking wild wild shots in vr you know so you're always on your toes right <laughs> so the thing I was seeing as kind of the big story is everywhere I was looking, it's all about how Meta's value has plunged by $700 billion. <laughs> It really has plunged a lot. Their stock is down like 73%, which is pretty nutty. It was 300 something. Now it's 90 bucks. So it, it is really far down. And there was a lot of talk on how like their metaverse is you know no one likes it and everyone's moving away from it and stuff and it's actually making me feel like because i've never been positive on facebook slash meta but i've always been glad that they're in our environment right like i don't want to have my primary headset be a meta headset but i've always said like I am glad that they're one of the competitors in the ecosystem. They're working on good technology. They're pushing prices down. They're, you know, pushing things forward in good directions. And at this point, I, I feel like I've become like positive on Meta just by having the same consistency that it's like, I'm glad they're here, even though they're not my favorite, <laughs> which where like the, a lot of the sentiment in the community is going more and more negative on them and it's making me feel positive on them which is so hilarious that i just become a meta fanboy by being consistent like i don't know yeah so it's kind of an interesting thing to look at from a marketing perspective we've talked about that before they're going all in on on vr which is great 
for anybody that's not invested in Facebook, I guess, or Meta. But there's this difference in the marketing approach because they, Meta, are putting everything they're doing out there. They let us know kind of where they're headed and they're making this stuff and they're they're doing things and so they catch a lot of flack. And that is one of the things, if you're not doing anything, you're not going to catch any flack. So that just is a, it's just kind of a common sense thing. So somebody like Atari, they're not doing anything, right? So they don't get a lot of flack on the internet. But then you've got Apple who doesn't say what they're doing and it's just very secretive. And so everybody's like, ooh, I can't wait to see what they do. So you kind of get in trouble for doing so much and letting people know what you're doing, which is crazy. I don't know if people are just deciding this is not going to happen. They're going to lose their shirts and we better get out of out of meta stock. But it sounds to me like a good time to buy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, maybe. Yeah. And, and I'm going to with you. You did say they're pushing the prices down. But they just came out with a $1,500 headset. Yeah, but I mean, with the Quest 2 and all that, that kind of tech and pricing and all that is very, very helpful. They're definitely going for multiple markets. With the Quest Pro, they're definitely looking to tap a different market than the Quest 2 market, where it's the more casual user that just wants to be able to put on a headset and get in there and do stuff. Mm -hmm. Quest Pro is going to be for pros, probably, I'm sure. But yeah, that's a really good point with the visibility on all their projects and whatnot, because that is another thing that I really like, which maybe now I'm just a meta fanboy by just being at the same level, because <laughs> I, I do also appreciate that they're telling us all these things. And I don't know, it's it's a lot more fun to know what's coming and have something to get excited about in some form or fashion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's you got to pick which way you're going to go. But I always say, you know, you can't complain about both things. So the people that complain about Meta, they can't complain about what they're doing or the fact that they know what they're doing. I guess uh, we'll just see how that works out. But I bet a year from now or five years from I don't see Meta losing. I don't see them going under. There's nothing coming along that's going to completely wipe them out. So I can't, I really, if I was betting in Vegas, I would bet on Meta. Yeah, I, I am kind of with you. I think they've moved in directions that I kind of appreciate. I've been pretty annoyed with like they're forcing Facebook on people and stuff and they're moving away from forcing Facebook on people with their headsets and there's still things about them I dislike. Let's clear but i do think that they're also going to be around i don't really see them going under unless somehow the vr market just completely disappears which i don't see either and yeah I, i'm with you and yeah. horizon worlds one of the other parts of the story is yeah some people are saying some really negative stuff on it it's there's not really like an in-between but i think people writing articles have to be on an extreme to get any views right any clicks so people are mm -hmm. either saying it's terrible or on the other side people are saying like it's great and people are able to make a living in there people are doing that already by whether that's making worlds and making money off that or there was a story about a comedian that opened a comedy club in horizon worlds and that kind of stuff and some people are really enjoying it so i'm sure mm -hmm. as with all things it's somewhere in the middle where some people are going to have a good time in there and be successful and other people are going to be like, this isn't for me. It's too big brothery or whatever. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think the key, just 
we and we've talked about this before but like when computers were first out everybody was proprietary and then once they started making you know there's there's kind of a danger to being you know a cross platform situation where you're not locked into one brand but it also opens up the market so if they if meta does decide to open it up and really work with other people and make it make the metaverse a thing where like you could start on this meteor and jump into horizon over there and alt space over here and vr chat over here and jump into any of these things or just go shopping in over here you know just whatever but you need a, a central point where you can jump into all these things and you can currently but i'm i'm talking about without getting out and getting back in things so you know i just don't know if they're ever going to play nice with other people like that but if they do then it would really be a metaverse yeah and you need to make a like a panel you could have somebody from microsoft on there somebody from meta and somebody from apple but you also have to include a 13 year old annoying kid that that runs around screaming in VR chat. They have to be represented too. Perfect. And that would be so funny. Zuckerberg and this kid screaming. <laughs> Just wee, wee. You sound old. You sound old. Are you old? You sound old. <laughs> Amazing. Well, so I did realize that we should do a little bit of bookkeeping because anyone that follows our channel has probably noticed that we've been posting a little less. And so we're actually definitely open to feedback on that because we were talking about it and realizing, you know, some people are here on the channel for the podcast and other people are here for they saw a budget Epicurean video and other people are here because they saw a gaming video and you're not going to be necessarily interested in seeing all of that. And so we're trying to kind of hone in our channel and just kind of post a little bit more consistent in terms of the type of content. And so we're still making some videos in addition to the podcast, but I guess we're kind of interested in knowing what you viewers are here for at this point. Like what do our subscribers want to see? And so we're going to keep making this podcast, but we're also making those funny shorts with VR animations and that kind of thing. So we're still making stuff, but we're not just going to post weekly just to post weekly. So that part's a little different, but we're still here and we're still making stuff. So let us know what kind of stuff you want to see. Yeah, I want to see, I want to see the donut jump into a fire pit. Go. We can make that happen. Just like go to Dunkin' Donuts and just bring back a donut and throw in a fire pit. Just, no, I meant that's you. That's poster of the week. <laughs> I know. I want to see you jump into a fire pit as the donut. Yeah, but that was good bookkeeping because we do have a lot of books. And so we need to we need to keep those together in one spot. But I've got a video that I put together that I, I think is funny. And so that's going to come out, uh, what, next week? Yeah. So yeah, that'll be fun. And we're also uh, fix up people we like to do the uh, home repairs and so we're going to have a separate channel for that for for how-to videos and they're not all like super funny they're actually helpful how-to videos what's the name right. of the channel yeah so it's over our heads and that'll be one of our associated channels that you can find so easy yep. peasy so if you are curious how to fix this or that that's where you go and if you want to see crazy inventions and funny videos about wild ideas 
You can go to Donuts or Else's Man Cave channel. Yeah, and I, I'm rebranding it to be just Donuts or Else because there are apparently a lot of Man Cave channels out there, and so Donuts or Else is nice and unique, and that's the name I use everywhere, so I'm just going to use that for that channel. Yeah, there's only 248 Donuts or Else channels. <laughs> I'm aware of two, and I'm both of them. Okay. Well, fun. Okay. Good yeah. housekeeping. Housekeeping. So what are you most thankful for with VR tech? Let's get grateful. Ugh. No, just... <laughs> I know, uh, gross. For VR tech, I'm, it's more hopeful for what's going to come out. Right now, I, there's just nothing that is setting the world on fire with VR. And I hate to sound pessimistic about that because I think there's a lot of things that are coming out or going to that are going to be great, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm waiting for something that captures everybody's imagination and interest, and that could be the metaverse, but we're probably still a couple years away from that to be something that people go, oh, I need to get a headset and get in there. So that's what I'm looking forward to. As far as what I'm grateful for or thankful for now, uh, probably just to, to be able to do things like this with with you or somebody else that, you know, we don't have to be in the same room, but it feels like we are. Right, for sure. Pretty um, cool. And for the things you're looking forward to with all that kind of stuff, one thing that's pretty sweet that I guess I'm grateful for is that there are people working on all the different aspects of it. Because we've been hearing these conversations for a long time about like the VR treadmill and haptics and even the metaverse. Everyone's taking on their own little piece of the puzzle and there are people working on different ways to approach the VR treadmill or just basically ways to move around in a room like by physically moving like VR treadmill shoes or an actual thing you can step on or any sort of thing. So it's sweet that people are tackling a specific thing and you know there are probably a hundred different groups working on any different thing it might be an exaggeration but i'm including the small fries no there's gonna be a lot of thousands yeah there's there's thousands of people yeah but a lot of people are going to be working on the different aspects of it and that's pretty sweet so that'll be what i'm grateful for so as much as i'm apparently fanboying over meta now by just consistently being just slightly negative on them instead of super negative i'm not saying that horizon world's my metaverse of choice or anything like that but eventually there will be a metaverse a lot of people are trying to make it and hopefully one will be good one will be a standout and one will be sweet and we'll actually want to hop in and be doing stuff in the metaverse So if you were to open a metaverse store or business or game or world or whatever, what would you want to open? So I would probably open a mattress store because there's one on every corner in the real world. So it must be big bucks, must be huge money in that. So I'll just open a mattress store and let people buy mattresses and ship them. I love that idea because in every mattress store, there is the it's a huge store and it's just filled with mattresses to go try out and so you can just go from mattress to mattress pressing your controller trigger and going hmm this looks like i'm comfortable right now can't really tell i think i'll order that one <laughs> right that would be pretty fantastic yeah yeah i don't know I really realistically if i was to open something in in the metaverse uh, probably just a, a bad karaoke bar nice Oh, yeah. no, you could do. 
you could have auto-tune, but you put it on a different key than they're singing in, so it's like forced to be bad. Mm. Yeah, so you could just turn it on if necessary, because some people are just bad on their own. And right. Which yeah. makes, so if a which pro makes karaoke in, fun. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then if you sync too but, well, you get auto-tuned to the key of F sharp. Right. And then the big the big money part of the whole thing is you have to get celebrities in there, kind of like the hot what is it? Hot wings. What is the name of that show? Hot ones. Hot ones. So kind of like that. If you could get a celebrity in your karaoke place once a week. And then you could have like uh, Bill Gates doing bad karaoke and release it. And uh, at the end of the year, you could make an album or a, a release, a online release of the top bad karaoke tunes. Okay, that's my really nice. horrible idea. What's yours? Well, my horrible idea is the McDonald's <laughs> ball pit where you have to get the smell synthesizer we've talked about. That someone out there has got to be working on. I was just talking about how everyone's tackling a different issue. Someone out there has got to be working on the smell synthesizer. And for the McDonald's ball pit, you know exactly what you have to have that smell like. And it's not good. But in other things, let's see, what would my real one be? I do think actually VR concerts are big. I don't know that that would actually be mine, but I don't know what mine would actually be. So I'm going to just say VR concert venue because... I think that is something that people would actually like. You can have different bookings and live performances, and even if it's some techno thing and it's just all automated, it would suit the environment. I think yeah, VR concerts are gonna be pretty cool, and you can have like you can have every person in the world attend, and it would still be fine because you can just separate servers and only load in 100 audience members or whatever, and it won't be too crazy. No one's going to die in the mosh pit. It's going to be great. Well, yeah. So I wonder if a Comic-Con would work in VR, and I'm not talking about in the metaverse, although it would be good to have that. I mean, what would attract people? That A Comic-Con in the metaverse would attract people. But then you could have, uh, would it work if you had a celebrity? Is there such... I, I don't know that you could get an avatar good enough to where you feel like getting your picture taken with so-and-so. You know, you can't get a signature. I don't know what the appeal would be to that, to seeing actually, celebrities in avatars. I, I actually really like that idea. I think that would be pretty fun because, obviously, if you're getting a celebrity that's just a normal actor of something, then they're already basically their character. You know, it's them. But... You could have any cartoon celebrity animated character of any kind, and they can go as their character. You could have Homer Simpson or whatever as Homer Simpson, whatever character. You could have Rick from Rick and Morty. You could have, you know, whatever. That would actually be pretty fun. I like it. Yeah, but you could have celebrities, and the problem is nobody knows if it's real. Was that a real celebrity, or is that just somebody doing, like, Owen Wilson? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Wow. Wow, man. Yeah. Yeah. They they know that was fake. But if you got a yeah. good impersonator. Yeah, I think you would kind of need to do the Twitter checkmark approach, where anyone with a little checkmark above their head mm. is the real deal, or something like that. Verified. Yeah. Verified slibs. Yeah. That'd be pretty fun. There and but there's got to be other like things. It. Why don't we do? Let's do a first part, second part, and come up with. What would be the perfect store or event or something for the metaverse? 
All right, let's do it. I've got First either part. one. Okay, I'm ready. Billionaires Palace. Well, that actually sounds pretty good. Perfect. Because that's kind of a thing. Like, oh shoot, what's the? There's some giant manor in like Tennessee or something that built some. Oh yeah, uh, the Biltmore. That's actually Biltmore. in North Thank Carolina. You. It's in Asheville. There we go. Thank you. I was trying to, I was super brain farting on what that was called. Yeah, yeah, the Biltmore. People just pay tons of money to go explore this mansion. So why not just have an over-the-top, incredible palace that has unrealistic stuff? You could have a moat filled with sharks. You could have it all. You could have a pet dragon. And why not? You're a billionaire. Well, and so how would you make money on it? Because people are they're selling property and they're doing this stuff in the metaverse or the you know what's the beginnings of the metaverse so maybe you airbnb the billionaire palace so you can rent it for an hour to get your photos and then you're out or you can rent it for the day for big bucks and have a party there with all your avatar friends yeah and it would be pretty convenient because you just open a new instance of it for the day you don't even have to like <laughs> have it exclusively for them. Just here you go. It's your whole palace. All right. All yeah. 3,000 of you get your very own palace. <laughs> right. Yeah. But there should be a price where you are guaranteed to be the only person today with the palace, which is the <laughs> same amount as 3,000 people renting it. The Bill Gates yeah. package. Yeah. I don't know what else you would have to have in there to, to make it really worth seeing. But opulence. Opulence would be uh, pretty easy in virtual reality. Well, I like that one. That's that's a pretty uh, obvious one. So what's you, you got another one? I've got a first part. Uh, sure, second. Kitchen. Rave. Kitchen rave. Do we have any cooks out there? Let's have a kitchen rave. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So the thing that jumps out to me, there are all these cooking shows out there some of them are kind of fun like nailed it where they'll just have amateur chefs fail at making a baked good that looks fancy or they're more there's iron chef those kind of things this would be just like the new age one where they're trying to make it all cool for the kids and it's just like this rave (laughs) with like these martha stewart type chefs in there <laughs> just yeah more skittles more skittles there you go that's the one where you have to bring in like the the older lady that's been cooking for 50 years the professional chef from austria and then the 13 year old that can't stop saying re and adding skittles to everything yeah perfect okay i like it we got two good ones do we quit there or do we push the envelope? I think we always push the envelope. We always have to do the third. Okay. I'm ready for either one. All right. Ready? I got first. Intergalactic. Jungle. Ooh. I don't know what it is yet, I but like it sounds it. cool. So I don't know how I got to this, but I kind of feel like it's a giant maze. And I kind of have a picture in my head, and it's kind of what's selling me on it is just it looks incredibly cool but it's just this really sweet looking setting and it's just basically a giant giant maze and so if you've ever been to a human maze but the background looks sweet because it's you know in space somehow yeah okay so what would you want to do if you were in a jungle i mean it's it's an adventure so Maybe it's like a Jumanji thing, but it's not on Earth. So if it's if it's on another planet and you're in Jumanji, which is a puzzle, so you have to figure out the puzzle to get out. So uh, you're 
pretty much forced to go through this puzzle on another planet where you don't even understand the language except for your fellow players. You could also have the bad guy from Predator. He's an alien, right? So uh, maybe costs a lot of money, though. I mean, to you know, to get the rights to that character. But I wonder if you could, if you could get movie companies to put in their their different aliens. That'd be fun. You could just fight yeah. the aliens in a certain part of the jungle, and you could play the Jumanji thing over here. What else would you do in a jungle, though? Yeah. And that kind of thing is pretty funny to me, where it's like, it's basically free publicity for Predator. So either they'll pay you to do it if they're wanting the publicity, or you have to pay them a lot of money to get the rights to it. It's so funny to me, because yeah. Yeah, it just seems like you could just have a mutual agreement, but... Nope, someone has to pay the other a lot of money to do these kind of things. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I like okay, the so Jumanji angle. Say, say this is ground zero of the metaverse, and you have three choices. Which one are you going to go into first? Are you going to go in the Billionaire's Palace or the Kitchen Rave or the Intergalactic Jungle? Ooh, that's actually, huh, because I felt like the other two ideas were better. But when you ask that, I'm probably going to go into the Intergalactic Jungle. Yeah, oh, yeah I think it's the winner for... Just what you would want to jump into first, and probably the most. I don't know if the other two have, uh, you know, just like an immediate or long-term interest, but I think enough people would be interested in those things, but definitely just a different segment. But yeah, they're all three totally different ideas. I feel like we should keep going. Let's do 28 of these. Go. That's, that's one school of thought. Or... We can wrap things <laughs> up and let people get back to their day. Yeah. Good to chat with you. And there there are – so here's the bottom line. The fact that this mask is out, it's a, it's expensive, and the, the PS2 mask is coming out. And I say mask, uh, headset, whatever. Headset. What, what do we call it? So those are out or coming out. So there are things happening. And like it or not, it's progress, even if it's a baby step. Cute cute wrap up no it is a lot of good stuff is happening and a lot of like i was saying a lot of different groups are working on different aspects of vr improvements and so we're only going to keep hearing and seeing more so it's good stuff and i'm thankful for it yay was that your baby to do the baby stuff that was my nerd voice you sound old are you old how old are you you sound (laughs) old are you old you sound like a bot. Well, I think that does it for this one. Thanks for tuning in to the Meteor Station Virtual Reality Podcast. Catch you on the next one, Internet. Oh, big news next on the next one. Big news. That sounds exciting. Oh, it will be.